cannot be just 729 for millions of people. They can't be. No, well, it's all per server, right? So you have your own server. I don't I don't know how I don't how know many how many per people, server. I don't know how many people per 40, server. 40, 100? I don't have that. 40 people? I don't know how many people are on a server. 10,000 to be safe. Oh, the, oh, uh, the, the word massive. Massive. Mass. Yeah, it. that's I mean that is the, I yeah, mean in 10,000 totally is safe. I mean it could be like probably 30. Massive multiplayer online. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, and they had seven hundred houses. So uh, one story. So for a lot of my <laughs> yeah, seven hundred twenty housing plots on the market. Welcome to episode 142 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is your host, Lock and Key, back at it again. And who do I have across from me here, sitting to my right? This is Felix Hergood. I can I, and then you. I'm, I'm Neo Aoshi. Hey, up? Neo Aoshi's here. But I, w- I was gonna. I, I have a I have a question to ask. Oh, please. So you just introduced yourself as Lock and Key. Yes. But the other day, you came up to me when we weren't on microphone and said, "It's a, it's cool. I'm just Lock." Yeah, so I actually... You're having a crisis here. Dude, what's really funny, it's funny that you mentioned this, because I was laying in bed last night, right, trying to go to sleep, <clears throat> and I, 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 I swear you not that I was laying in bed, and I, and I imagined this whole conversation that I was going to have on air about how I want to drop the N key and just be lock, but that it would be so difficult because of the Twitter handle and all of this other thing. So well, the Twitter think, ha- handles lock key. Yeah, I think I think I'll say lock and key. Okay. You know, but like, no, yeah, it is it is a crisis. I don't you, call you, know? you lock and key. I know, but like, no one does. No yeah. one in my stream knows you as lock and key. But I still introduce myself that way. Should I just drop well, it? Here's the, no, I'm Neo Aoshi, but people just call me Neo. So I'm lock and key, but people call me lock. Yeah, L- I'll let you know. I I officially dropped it. On the iTunes description, it just, just locked. Just says lock. That's fine, man. I'm okay. Lock, I'm okay lock, with Felix it. Hergood, Neo Yoshi, and Trip Zero. We all have our last names. You no longer have one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like share. Perfect. Right. Uh, so for 142, we're going to catch up with both Felix and Neo, who are going to share some things about what they've been up to this week. And I'm going to briefly share what I've been playing as well. Uh, we're going to hit some news points. We're going to be talking about Oculus and some of the reveals from their Oculus Connect 4 event. Uh, we're going to be talking about some updates to the H1Z1 Pro League and what we have going on there. We're going to mention something happening in Final Fantasy 14, uh, which sounds like the 2008 housing crisis is happening all over again. Uh, we do have uh, Blizzard with some announcements on both the uh, Halloween event that went live for Blizzard recently on Overwatch, and it looks like there's some new job postings. What could rumor. this mean? Yeah. Rumor, rumor, rumor. rumor. Stuff. And then lastly, you thought we were done, but here we are again talking about loot boxes. Yeah. I, I yes, wanna, we are back. I want to promise that we'll not talk about this again. We it's, will. It's... It's literally on everyone's mouth. So right now. we've, it's we've in been the talking. Zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah, we. I mean, we. Were, I mean, some would say we were ahead of the curve talking yeah, about. Yeah, I weeks would say ago, so. But 
Uh, we do have some things that uh, the ESRB has come out and said, and that we need to definitely address I mean, here on the sh- podcast. Shit, if the ESRB is bringing it up, we might as well bring it up. Well, yeah. there's more to that story, and we'll um, get to that. And then after that, as long as we have enough time, we want to catch up on all things else that have been happening on this week. We have some Battlefront things we want to talk about. Last Jedi, new trailer for that has come out. Um, so we're going to be here for you for 142. Okay. Uh, who's next? Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what have you been doing? Are you not following along? Should I go? <laughs> yeah, what are you about to? <laughs> sure, man. You can go. Uh, I did want to uh, quickly state that uh, this uh, Friday, which would be the day this episode is releasing, mm-hmm. uh, tonight, I'm going to be at 8 p.m. I'm going to be live on the Team MC podcast again. Very nice. Um, and this week we're doing, uh, mo- it's Mod Week, so there's four mods for Team MC. Uh, so, you know, upper echelon, like really awesome people. They only have four people. Uh, no, just, no, these no, are we're interviewing four people. I got you. No, they have a, they have a team of mods. I was gonna say, like, yeah, they have a lot they're, of they're like almost 10,000 strong in terms of the amount of people that they have a part of team MC now. And, and they're four of the mods are being highlighted this week as streamer of the week, gotcha. streamers of the week. They're sharing the spot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I'm giving a shout out to, I don't even know if they're listening to the show, but Jay Gibbons, uh, Natat, um, uh, Nurse Muffins and Scott Nat. So, just giving you guys a shout out in case you guys are listening. Who knows if you are? You could be. As you pop in, yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyone pop in and check us out tonight. So. Very cool, very cool. So, what have you been playing? Oh, so I finally got to play, and you guys are gonna love this because Locke bought it. Well, no, 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 you didn't buy it. I was gifted. Peanut, it. crazy Peanut, who comes on my stream quite often. If you follow my stream and you come in, uh, crazy Peanut talks in the chat a lot and. Uh, a couple of couple of new developments. So yesterday I streamed Bloodborne. This morning I streamed Bloodborne. Okay, two mornings in a row. Wow. I did it two mornings in a row because I didn't give it enough time yesterday. I did about an hour and I had some personal things I had to take care of. So I promised everybody I'd come back the next day and do it again. I promised Peanut because he, he really had a good time. Because while I was doing it, I had created a temporary Discord uh, cha- uh, talk channel called uh, Bloodborne. Oh, well, specifically, Peanut, named after what Peanut was saying, all up until me actually playing it. He kept saying to me, every time I'd be live, he'd come into the chat and type, Bloodborne, motherfucker. Bloodborne. (laughs) Trying to get me to just play Bloodborne. Okay. So I named it Bloodborne, motherfucker. But Admore, who is a Twitch streamer as well, that that was streamer of the week a few weeks ago, was in the chat. And Admore made the point that, that while Peanut was guiding me through Bloodborne, he made the point, he said, most people have a disclaimer in their stream that says, don't be a backseat gamer. Yeah, it's called the blind run. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't know, but most people put a disclaimer in their Twitch rules. Like, don't tell that, me that how say, to play. If you come in here, don't tell me how to play. Gotcha. Right? So they go, don't be a backseat gamer. He said, most people have a disclaimer saying, don't be a backseat gamer. And instead, Felix... You invited somebody in to be a backseat gamer. So <laughs> you I wanted a, someone to drive for you. I'm letting everybody know right here and now on the podcast that I officially renamed the Bloodborne Motherfucker chat channel uh, or talk channel to back the backseat. That's what it's going to be called. And if there is a game out there you want me to play and if you want to tell me how to play it, you can come in and join the backseat. And it'll be just you're in the hot seat. You're in the backseat. Hmm. telling me uh, what to do. And it was great. You know, like Peanut was just there. He knows the game really well. And he kind of taught me the mechanics. And I learned how to grind it. Because 
death is a part of the grind. Mm-hmm. You have to die. But one thing that I learned from playing the game is, is to it's not about leveling yourself up blindly. It's about leveling up, but through the process of leveling, leveling up, learning the mechanics. You essentially level up your own skill set yeah. as you play it. And that's what the dying is useful for because you can go in and die and learn a new way to kill one enemy type and then learn a new way to kill another enemy type. So that death, this is what I did wrong. And if you have a backseat gamer like Peanut who knows the game really well, when he witnesses it on stream, he can then tell you, oh, well, you did this wrong. This is what you should have done. And it's unbelievably great. So I recommend uh, that you have, Locke, when you finally play the game, I recommend you invite a backseat gamer in. I think I think you're going to enjoy it. I do not like to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell me what to do. I, I do not to like do. to be told what to do. I knew that was going to be your response. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it doesn't really work for me. Um, I appreciate help at a certain point, but I need to reach my wits end before I accept. Some, help. some would say you gain better experience by overcoming your own. No, problems, I said. I said right. No, okay. I did draw a line. He didn't. There is something, another mechanic to Bloodborne that I did not allow. And I, actually, you have to unlock something in order to do it anyway. And the th- one thing I unlocked, an insight, which is a, you get a point wise, you get one, two, three insight points when you find them or whatever, or you do something on the map. Um, I, uh, I got an insight point and then I spent it on, by mistake, on what I shouldn't have spent it on, which is to invite somebody into your game. Right. And I uh, did it by mistake and then. I kind of invited a random in and it was just, that's not what I'm talking about. I don't want somebody playing with me and helping me through the game. I want it to actually play the game and learn the mechanics myself, like playing with somebody else who's killing the enemies and things like that. But having somebody to turn to kind of like an open book you can reference Mm -hmm. while you're playing live was helpful. Because this game is unlike any game I've ever played. It doesn't hold your hand ever. It doesn't tell you a thing. And that's why there's like this internal like note system that other play- there's these cryptic notes that are all over the map that players can leave for you, mm-hmm. um, and they'll just be like a little icon that says press X, and you'll press it, and then or it note says like look up. up, yeah, yeah, Trap it'll ahead. say look up because they can only write it in cryptic language, mm-hmm. so it'll say yeah, it'll say things like look up or look to the left, or treasure big, ahead, big monster ahead, uh, be careful, you know things like well, that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, Dark Souls does the same thing. So, I've so never encountered that. In Dark so another Souls. So, really. Yeah. So huh. the game kind of lock to give you a little pushback on what you're talking about. The game kind of fosters the environment of people helping people. So I and and I think you might embrace it if you start playing it as long as I've played it so far. Okay. You know, just a little bit more in depth. But you decide on your own. You go in, you Thanks, enjoy man. yourself, learn how to play the game and then if you want me to come in and backseat for you, I'll do it. Another okay. thing you didn't mention that the game does is when when you die it actually leaves like a little blood pools there as well. So you can see other people's deaths. You can. So like you'll walk I've, over their blood pool and then it'll show you an outline of them and they you see how they died. I don't yeah. find I don't find myself using those at all. Like, sure. It's not helpful to see somebody else. I was just a what, why is it why yeah. is it not helpful? Be- well, it's hard You're, to see you, what happens because you, but, it's not but, the animation isn't very clear. Sure, but you'll now you know that something triggered to kill them. Oh no no no! I yeah. guess I guess if I was alone and I didn't have a backseat, a backseat gamer, gamer. Uh, and I was just kind of doing it, 
then maybe that would be helpful and I'd use them more often because I would look at it and I'd go, okay, well, what happened to this guy when he went around the corner? Oh, okay. Oh, I oh see. now I see how this it is. Now you, you put two and two together once you see the right. event. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that could be helpful. And there you go, Locke. You could just use that instead. You don't even need a backseat camera. You have the, deaths, the deaths of previous players exactly. to, to, to build your rock on. Um, but that was really cool. But what I did learn about the game is, so you have these this currency you earn. And we're going to talk about this later, but the truth of the matter is, is you were saying how the loot boxing could be gambling. This is 100% gambling. Wait, what do you, how so? I, when I was doing this, I felt exactly the same way I feel when I, when I at one point I, I took a cruise. I went on a cruise ship uh, to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And when I was on that cruise ship to Bermuda, I played blackjack for seven or eight hours. That's a lot of blackjack. And, and the thing about this game that reminds me of gambling is... You bank all these. Um, let's just pre- pretend that they're oh, chips. Let's yeah, pretend yeah, that yeah. they're chips. They're, no, I see your sign. It has another name in the game, but let's pretend they're they're called chips. You bank your chips, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like worse than gambling because because you it's don't a, have a choice on how much you'll lose when you lose. Right. So it's a gamble every time you go out in the field. Yeah. With a, a lot of chips. And you have the potential to die and lose. Them. Yeah, you have to yeah. decide how much. Um, I guess the word would the word be attrition, like how long you want to go before, you know, should I go back and bank these or mm-hmm. should I keep going? Yeah. You know, by banking you mean putting them into it's your. It's not level. really banking. It's, no, you're it's like adding like, them to your yeah, level. Like up like you'll progress. have the number you got to get is like sixteen seventy six or whatever, mm-hmm. and you might have eighteen thirty. And the question is, do I go back and bank the eighteen, bank the sixteen seventy six out of the eighteen thirty, and have whatever the remainder is, or do I keep going and get two thousand or three thousand and keep fighting bosses? What's the that, benefit of not? What's the benefit of holding out? Uh, the benefit of holding out is um, you can increase your level faster. No, no. The benefit is you get more, and then you can bank a higher number. By banking, you mean leveling yourself. Yeah, up. leveling yourself. So, so like, if I if so, I have, let me ask a question. Yeah, if I have eighteen hundred credits. Yeah, we're, we're, we're calling. I think they're chips, like they're like, like blood souls. Okay, it's like chips. Souls, so if so I have eighteen hundred, if I have eighteen hundred <laughs> chips. Yeah, and I only needed sixteen hundred, and I go and I don't do that. Am I am I getting chips at a higher rate? Because I have a certain number already in my possession. That I don't know. That could exist in the game with an like, enemies... a, like an object you find or something along those lines. So, well, I don't like know. what's what's the incentive to keep going? Uh, if I to unlock the next area to get further, to unlock yeah, the next area. what I'm saying is, if I just go back and bank them and then keep going, isn't that the so same thing? Every time you return to level up your your character and bank these chips, so to speak, um, it resets the enemies in the world. So you have to go through and do everything, and then you have to do everything again. Yeah. So, ah, and so dying makes you lose them. Kind of like uh, 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 Stephen King's book, the uh, eleven twenty two sixty three, where you go completely. through the portal yeah. again, you come back in, and everything's back everything's where it reset. was. Interesting. But I don't like that at all. But I would say, <laughs> I would say the incentive to go oh, yeah. forward, and my incentive the whole time was, if if I had eighteen hundred and sixteen hundred was to get to the next level, I wanted to go further in the game so I can find another uh, teleport place. I kept. Mo- I was motivated, and I don't know if everyone's motivated for the same reason. But I wanted to get my next unlock point, and I had to find it. No one knew. Peanut didn't really have a clear place idea of where the next one was. He said it was somewhere in vaguely in this next section. Did you see what I was saying about the level design, though? Yeah, pretty cool, right? Oh yeah, real cool. You can unlock sections that get and you then back. you're like, oh, I was here. Oh earlier. my god, there's a shortcut here, and now I, I can know that. Now I have another way of to move through the world. Yeah, yeah. But but I I, I love the fact that. 
that if you want to, you have the choice to go back and bank it. Or if you don't, you know, if you want to keep pressing on to find like a new shortcut or mm. or find uh, another teleport spot, basically mm-hmm. you can and you can keep going. I mean, there was the most I lost in one setting was 3000 of these chips, we'll say. I lost 3,000 when I kept pressing on mm-hmm. and died. And all I needed at that time in order to level up was like maybe 1,300. And I got greedy. And I just went, I'm going to go. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get, get this. And then, man, did I die hard. And the crazy thing With is, you, you, it's not like I went up against the boss. I played it safe. And I said, I got the 3,000. I'll just kill the small guys and just keep earning with the small guys, right? And then sure enough, it, it didn't matter if I did it incrementally or not. The small guys can be life-threatening. And one of them Anything got me. Anything can be life-threatening. One of them got me, and that was it. That was it. I lost it all. And then it was just like... Now, the cool thing, Locke, I will say, if you lose it all, if you die and it drops a package, basically, that is what your previous chips are. And if you want, you can try to go back and get it. Okay. Go ba- basically back in the, oh. the belly of the beast and reclaim it. But if you die in that process, they disappear from the map and you start over. Gotcha. Okay. So... But interesting. Anyway, I had fun playing it, and I'm going to keep playing it. So if you want to check out my stream, yeah, I do. Pop it. I will definitely do that. And that's it. And and who's next? Go ahead. We got. All right, Spaz. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be okay. Hi, I'm Neo. I played some games too. Sorry, (laughs) Neo. What have you been playing, man? Um. So uh, as you know, I got a Switch recently. You did. I'm very happy with it. Uh, I've only played two games so far: Mario Kart Eight, which is obviously Mario Kart, really good, and I got a game called Steam World Dig. Steamroll Dig. Steam World Dig. Steam World Dig. Got it's it. Really cool game. Um, it's a 2D platformer, I guess you could call it, um, with a really cool loop where they have you, you have a pickaxe, and you essentially are digging through the world, and you collect uh, gems and jewels, and in, in Dark Souls-like fashion, if you die, you lose the gems. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really, yeah, just like <laughs> that. Um, we got a theme here. And you have to find these, uh, these like, transport tubes to go back to town to turn in the chips. Yours, yours, <laughs> is, a, yours is a little bit more uh, literal. Yours yeah. is more like gambling. You're getting jewels, huh? It, it is. And there's, like, enemies, and you upgrade your character. And uh, do, all, do, the, do the jewels, like, level you? Um, you get cash for them, and you take the cash to the guy that, Level, that essentially essentially unlocks your abilities. Are we just talking about like a new like game design model? This is this is a trend in in has has been a trend in gaming for a while called the Souls like game. Uh, the Souls like the Souls like game. game which, oh, yeah, it's a huge. It's a it's a whole thing. Like another game I played a while ago called Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctuary is unapologetically Dark Souls, but two D platforming. Oh, okay. Unapologetically, it's just that's what it is. It has swords and magic and. And you die, you lose your your XP, and then you got to go collect it again. It's yeah. like that is the game, um, hmm. but the game's the game's pretty cool. It's uh, y- you know, it's it's kind of like a grid system. I want to say okay, you're every block. It's like Minecraft. You like get a blocks. Got you got blocks to uh, um, pick through. Sorry, I'm just gonna show you some pictures here of it. Uh, but it's very cool art. I really like the style of it, and you. The mat, the layout of the le- of the way the levels work are is you're you're literally digging your own path mm. through the areas. Sure. Oh, like dig dug. I was just about to just say like, it's like dig, dig dug. dug. So dig you're, dug. you're essentially making your own way through uh, the game. Gotcha. As you want, you can wall jump. Um, later, they give you different ways to traverse because eventually you're going to open these areas up, and then you're going to have a hard time just jumping from place to place. Right. So you get a jetpack, you get a grappling hook, 
Um, and you level, they all, they all level up. They all have different abilities that yeah. you can like expand on. Um, and I went through this game, I want to say in like six or seven hours. I was like, yeah, I, I was like on the couch, like on Saturday, I was just playing this. Like, nice. And all of a sudden it, it ended and I was like, oh, oh no, it's, it's over. That's really sad. I was just, is it, gonna... is it, a, is it a full price AAA title? Or... $20. That's what that's pretty great. It's funny how like dates like stick in your head. Like I was going to say uh, back when I said Dig Dug, yeah. I was going to say something to the effect of like the 1982 classic Dig Dug. And then I said, wait, I better check the year. And I checked the year 1982. Why do you remember 82? I don't know why that number's in my head. Like, why would the, the release of Dig Dug be in my head? Did you play it as a kid? Yeah, a lot. But maybe that's there why. You go. Yeah, it's just weird. I just you were, that... kid. You was looking forward to the release of Dig Dug. I fucking, I fucking loved it. It was yeah. a good game. I used yeah. to play it a lot on the computer. But that's a Nintendo Switch game, huh? Yeah, it's a Nintendo Switch game. It was. It's a lot of. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed just like in exploring. I, it, mm. it it touched that like exploring niche for me. Nice. Um, and it was good. I was I was definitely really sad when it was over because I wanted it to just keep going. I wanted to keep. Right. I went through a loop where I was just like, get the gems, get back to the surface, sell more gems, upgrade, and then go back in, fight more enemies, explore more. You know. Right. It felt really good. It felt really good. Um, Very cool. But uh, that I played that, and then the next thing I played this weekend, the Battlefront Two beta was was out. It was. Yeah. So we we I mean we have a a few stories about it. Yeah, I mean, if you want, we can we can talk about it now, or we can we can circle back around to it. Um, no, uh, mm, I can talk about my impressions in the article. I don't want to like disjoint us. Sure, I'll, then I'll share what I played. Do um, it. So I've only played one game since uh, last week, and it was what I had played last week. But I've played a whole lot more of it, which was the Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh yeah, nice. Yep. Um. You got that itch going, man. I can. I, can I do. See it's that. not. It's not good. Oh, is it though? Yeah, it's not. I can already tell what's going to happen when PUBG comes out. Comes out for Xbox One. You get um, really good at it, though, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Your your shot is obviously something to take into consideration, but a lot of times the randomization of loot and or where you land, you can't control. Right. It's part so, of like, fun. So, sometimes, like, you don't. Like, I've won plenty of games, right? I've won probably three solos, uh, two two fours, and uh, two duos, which is a pretty high number, I would say. Um, But that's not nearly as many games as I've played, right? Like, I've played a ton because sometimes you'll land... And someone will land with you and they get to the weapon first. And that's the game. That's the game. So I'm back to lobby, landing back in. But does that foster this environment of people quitting because they find no. out? No, that's got the weapon. that is the game. Like yeah. People, you get knocked out of the game. You start you just go again. right back in. You go right back in. Yeah. You're just going into a new lobby right after because you could, as soon as I die, you can leave. Oh, you're saying you were in a one where it was one V one and he. Got no, no, no. Him. So the way this game works is you have one life. So it's a hundred people jump out of a bus. Last peop- last person to survive wins the game. Okay. If I yeah. die and I get placed 99th or second, you return to lobby afterwards and you go and start a new matchmaking game and you jump out of the bus again and it's just a cycle that you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you're like, damn. 
That one I died super quick. Let me play another one. Damn, that one I almost won. Let me play another one. Yeah. Damn. Damn, all I'm doing is playing this game. <laughs> and you you got to think that in the development of that game that they made it so that it randoms you that way. Well, I mean, you can, it's, you, it's entirely up to you and, and it's the also, player. But it's also very random because, like, so you, you want to jump out to parts of the map where you don't think there's going to be much battle over the I've, gear. I've been with groups but, who go, yo, we're going for the high, the high pop area. We're going to fight our way out of this. And right. that's how we're going to come out. Which, which yeah. I've done. Yeah. And the other thing, or I've also tried, all right, I'm going to try this random part of the map way off the beaten trail to try and get there so I can loot everything in that area. And you might find the best gear. You might find nothing. You might find, and you might find that 10 other people also had the same idea. So what's, what's fresh and interesting is each game is completely different. And it'll always um, put you, it'll always try and force you to a different part of the map. It also does. Yeah. yeah so yeah, when, so the, when the ring starts the, to close, all the encounters always end up differently toward the end because they're always forcing the players to a certain area. But I did have, I had a really cool, uh, my first win for fours. We actually went in as a team of three and didn't fill the fourth slot. I've done that, yep. yep. Uh, and what was really exciting was we were coming down and the circle was pretty small, but it was nowhere near So it is small. a ring like PUBG, a ring that closes it's a, It is a storm that's closing it's in It's an electrical you. barrier just like uh, Almost PUBG. exactly identical. <laughs> um, so the storm's closing in. If you're on the other side of the barrier, you take, I think, five hp every second that you're in there and uh, so we're running and i was like okay i have a feeling that this is where it's gonna go i could be wrong but like predicting is i feel like i feel like it's gonna go here this is a really good area a big part of Fortnite is fortifying an area so we get to the top level of this uh like abandoned warehouse we set traps on the second level because you could set ceiling traps, floor traps, all of these. So we set those traps up. Traps would be so cool in PUBG. Um, we Holy set all shit. the traps up. Um, and then we build brick walls on all the windows except for one that we can see out of. So fast forward another like 10 minutes. The circle gets to be like a section of the roof inside of this house. And then like, you know, the circle's the size of a penny at this point, Right. And my teammates die, and it's just me versus three other people that are on a team. So you get, I got out my pickaxe. I take out the portion of the roof, right? So now the roof is gone, but I'm still on a little tiny portion that's still inside the circle, <laughs> right? So now I'm on the roof, and they're on the ground, and they're below me. I assault rifle two other guys, right? So I kill two. It's now a 1v1. And at this point, with any type of PvP game, obviously your adrenaline's like rushing. Through the got, roof. You're I shaking, these, man. I got these two guys watching me. I'm like, I need to win this game for them. They went down. <laughs> um, but now it gets even smaller. So it goes to essentially the size of a single person is how small the circle gets. So the circle is getting even smaller, but I took a lot of damage. So I start using a health pack as I'm falling. What? Right? So I start using a health pack. I get behind a wooden barrier. And, uh, as I come around, this guy's trying to build himself into the circle cause you could build walls. So he was just trying to get me stuck outside and, uh, I just bum rushed him with like a full auto shotgun, took out the wooden wall he built and then shotgunned him and won the game. But it was just like those types of moments, like so much gratification comes after winning that type of game that like, I was like, no, we're playing another one. Yeah. Yeah. Ride that high, man. Yeah. You know, like let's play another one. And that one you can go and lose right after you landed into the game. Yeah, But like it, right. You know, it's, it really is a game model that succeeds from a player versus player. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it, it, it does it extremely well. 
um, because there's there's nothing wrong with dying right off the bat and hopping in another one. And then there's a lot of uh, feeling um, feeling rewarded from the victory. Winning, you yeah. Know? And I'm not getting anything right. Like I'm not like there's no extra gear yeah. or anything like it's just me winning, going back to what you've always wanted to do, which is just like winning whether that be winning in an arcade setting versus another player or just winning in general but this is against a hundred other people no, it's funny we're, we're having a discussion here but we're talking about uh one really successful uh single player like game design model that works really well the one i brought up and then this one which you've brought up numerous weeks talking about pub genio mm-hmm. and now you, you're talking about in Fortnite, is just another really successful game design model but this one is exclusively pvp related yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just neat that like we can see that in, you know in a right. dichotomy like the great single player versus the great uh multiplayer experience that is really interesting yeah. really neat. because i mean you, you it, it's very easy to point out all of the the flaws in a lot of other single player games or multiplayer games but when someone plays when someone does it right it's worth celebrating that and that's why you have Fortnite, which was not a game based off of Battle Royale. Nope. That just adopted Completely it. Completely different model. And it is doing probably way better than the game they built. Yeah. Right? It's just like it's just like the DayZ mod ended up being the reason why people bought Arma. Yeah, I did that. Right? Totally like, did be- that. People still love Arma. Arma has its fan base, but people would buy Arma. Do the Daisy mod and then never log into Arma again. Right what, here, what, did what, that. <laughs> where did uh, Battle Royale start? H one Z one. Daisy. Oh, Daisy. Well, it, it was, was an evolution from Daisy. Yeah, it was a long because people Daisy mod was built for the to play against zombies, but then people were like, no, it's way better to land and kill each other, which I'm is what just... ends up happening in Daisy. Right. Yeah. So Daisy was originally a mod for Arma where you would land. On an island. You like wake up. Yeah, wake up, whatever yeah. it was. And you would scavenge to try and survive. But the AI for the zombies was a joke and they were not a threat. Mm-hmm. So players just started killing each they other. started hunting each other down. And it ended up being a walking simulator because there's nothing that will force the players to meet each other. So it's all encounters or random and you could spend hours in the world of DayZ just nothing happening. Like I remember when I first started yeah. getting into these games, I, I found... A streamer that I that I liked, and I watched him Just for forty five minutes. The tap man. It wasn't Tim the Tapman at the time. It was um, Mish. I don't even remember. But uh, I watched him for forty five minutes lay in the forest. Yeah, waiting. do nothing. Just waiting because then when that person comes up and you kill him, ah, oh, so good, success. so good. Um, so then p- people were like, oh, this is great. I love this. And then these types of games came out. H1Z1 yeah. came out, right? Um, that was the first one to do the Battle Royale. They right? they tried to take what DayZ was doing, and H1Z1 was, was a zombie game. And then they're like, wait a minute, we're going to do this other game mode called Battle King, Royale. King, King of, of the, the Kill Hill. or whatever. King, King of the, the Kill, Hill, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And then they split their game up in half. King of the Kill and then DayZ Just Survive. But uh, are now uh, two question, different games. The question in, in that one was the mechanic of the closing circle. Um, I believe in King of the Kill, they did do that. They do a guess. But that was also a product of the player unknown himself making an Arma mod that was essentially Battle Royale. I was not aware of, of that mod until player unknown 
the game came out. So, wait, sorry, you lost me. There so H one Z one did the whole tried to do the Day Z thing, and yeah. then they're like, okay, we're gonna do the battle royale thing also. Split their game same time this is happening. Player unknown, he's an actual guy. I forgot. I don't know his real yeah, name. Yeah. Okay. Um, himself was making an arma mod. Oh, that was battle like his gamer tag. Yeah. Oh shit! Player, Player unknowns battlegrounds. Battle Got it. Yeah, Got it. yeah. I'm figuring it out. Um, so no, it's he, good. And Catching then he, up. And then he gets hired by Blue Hole, who then produced Player, uh, who who did make PUBG, yeah. um, which is Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. So wait, do you mind Got if it. I I inject a little bit of oh, of some information here? Yeah. So Fortnite came out with their battle royale and was like, we really love Player Unknown, and we're gonna do this. We're gonna do one too. They like came out and said that, and then Blue Hole was like. Hey, why you gotta? Why you gotta? You know, call us out. You know, like that. This is all we did this. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, this week. Um, so, as you know, or you may may or may not know, Player Unknown Battlegrounds uses the Epic Engine, mm-hmm. and Fortnite is made by Epic. So, Player mm-hmm. Blue Hole had to do a lot of behind the scenes work on the engine to get them to support things like a hundred characters and to make it as streamlined and as. Re, uh, quote realistic as as you could possibly make it still janky though so epic coming out and making their own battle royale game they've been like okay well it's our engine so we can just you know we'll tweak it here tweak it there oh look everyone can now use 100 players they can all do these things that sure. that blue hole had to work really really hard to get injected into the into the engine mm. or into the game so uh-huh. I just I mean, that's, think what ha- that's what happens when you own the intellect. That that's what the happens. That's what happens when you own the legal department, right? And, well, I mean, and it's their engine. It's their engine. They're the one. I mean, if if you really want to backtrack even further, player unknown wouldn't have a goddamn game if they didn't have that engine. So, yeah, sure, they're taking advantage of it. But listen, I mean, really, we're the ones that are that are winning here, right? Yeah, because the hundred pl- it's perfect. Yeah. The hundred player matchmaking is flawless. Mm-hmm. Like you would expect that to be abysmal, right? And there's like server issues. Sometimes the games start, take a little while to load up. Sometimes right initially when you land, it's kind of iffy with lag and frame rate issues. Like like that happens and I get it. Like right now, a hundred different people across the world are connected into the same lobby. I don't expect it to be perfect, but like to think of that, to think about what they're doing for a player versus player game, uh, good good that blue hole pushed epics engine further and hopefully someone else pushes it even further Yeah, what you're literally witnessing is healthy competition yeah almost they might they might have little twitter fights or whatever i mean like but like you're witnessing games that are improving themselves so they can be the ones they they want they want you to play their game yeah and right now they have me playing their game until player unknown (laughs) technically it's you're gonna really like it man i can't wait for you to play it excited man technically it's healthy competition when there's three Okay. Uh, otherwise, it's called monopolistic competition in economics. Just letting you know. Two companies competing. Like like Coke, Pepsi, monopolistic competition. Not actually healthy. Not as healthy. Especially, I think I would argue that it should be more than three. No, no. So, sorry, three plus. That's what I meant. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. Not just two. And we, we would argue there's just two right now, right? Uh, well, technically, there's three. H1Z1 still, yeah. still yeah, in the there race. Is three. Yeah, um, so there's three. All right. Never mind. Yeah, I yeah, mean, but no one's playing anything besides Player Unknown. It's yeah, and, this, and the only this, reason why Fortnite is is popular right now is because they were the first to get it to console. Oh, they, yeah, they, they implemented yeah. this to console. Smart move. Way, way, and for free. 
and for free. I didn't pay for this, which is yeah. absurd because I've already paid played. $6. I don't know. I don't know how they made. So I, I don't know what. The, I, I mean, I know it's like because okay, well, well, here's the thing. Now though. you're gonna buy their full game, right? Well, their their full game is early access. Yeah. Right. So they're doing this because if I become addicted. I will buy it. No, th- yeah, this yeah, is right. Like, I mean, that's the idea, right? Like, it's the whole thing. Like, Player Unknown is expecting me to buy it because of all of the hype. Mm-hmm. What they would be smart to do is Player Unknown would be smart to run a an open beta program for consoles well before launch, mm. get everybody into it. They to, still might, and I hope they do. Yeah, I really hope they do. Not to end cap your section, but it, it gives you an effective end cap if you wanted to. But the question I would want to answer, or would want to ask you to have you answer, would be. Is this game enough? I mean, if if you keep playing it and keep playing it and discover that there's a community there for multiplayer and it's so good, and you know, w- would you just stay with it and just keep pressing on with this? Yeah, I mean, I would play it. Listen, I, I, well, I'm saying, would you need PUBG? I PUBG's would, like different. It's like it's different. It feels different. It is a realistic version of this game. This game, I have a giant pickaxe and I can take down a whole entire hospital with a pickaxe for material. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like almost like Minecrafty. Almost, yeah, like you know? it, like everything is destructible. Everything can be used to rebuild. So, like at it's, the end of the day, it is a battle royale shooter. Last man standing wins, but there's a huge emphasis on the building and fortifying of positions. Not, I'm not gonna lie, that's a cool thing to it have is, in your battle. It's very game. cool. It is very yeah. cool. Should I start playing Player Unknown and the tumu- the community is utterly toxic and I hate playing it because of that? I would go back and play Fortnite. I'd have no reason not to because I'm enjoying it now. The mute all button is your best friend. Well, X, it's going to be different for Xbox. They're not going to oh, have sure. open open chat. Oh, really? Plus, I'll probably be in an Xbox Live. PUBG has proximity chat. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah. But you can mute it, obviously. Yeah. But you can walk up to people and talk to them. And then you walking away, they'll, the sound will... There's a, a lot... The sound design is very important in PUBG. Sure. Because... And the people I play with make fun of me all the time. All the time because my headset's a stereo headset. And there, and one of, one of the guys I play with rocks a 7.1. And he knows what direction the gunfire... You know, twenty miles away is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knows exactly. He hears the car. He hears the footsteps. Mm-hmm. It's all very important. Yeah, super important. It's it's, co- it's caused PvP. me. It's caused me many many deaths. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't play any other way. Like I said, like I've I've will only use my Astros for gaming ever, unless I'm playing something that doesn't require that type of like. One of these precision. days, I'll just get Astro to sponsor me and get a pair. Sure, yeah. that's a good goal, man. Yeah. Give a dream. That's a good goal. So let's hit for. some. Uh, let's hit some news <laughs> points. So I wanted to briefly touch on now that we're talking about H one Z one. We mentioned it a yeah. few times. H one Z one has announced their pro league for their King of the Hill. So it's actually the King of the King of the Kill League, excuse me, which is slated to get started in early 2018. Which is following a uh, taking a page out of uh, Blizzard's book which is they're going to be offering minimum salaries to their pro now, players. Now, you guys actually discussed this a little bit ago, a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Blizzard t- essentially trying to legitimize uh, esports mm-hmm. with salaries, benefits, all of these different things. And it looks like uh, Daybreak Game Company um, has teamed up with Twin Galaxies and is looking to start this. Uh, later on in, in early 2018, excuse me. Looks like their first tournament, which they've held recently, um, was a $300,000 prize pool. 
including $180,000 for the winning team, um, which looks like it was a success because they announced um, what looks like to be an even bigger venture in the form of this pro league, which will be 15 teams with a base salary of 50K and a comprehensive player bill of rights. I wonder what that means. Going to have some uh, some requirements there for their for their uh, pro players. Um, and this is a blurb that they wrote. Is it ten of them? Fifteen teams. No, no, ten bill of rights. It doesn't say. Oh. Our goal with the H1Z1 Pro League is to create a world class experience worthy of our incredibly competitive community. Daybreak's H1Z1 general manager Anthony um, Castaro said. We choose to partner with Twin Galaxies because they can bring a unique and compelling vision for how H1Z1 can reshape the world of professional esports, and they share our core value of putting players first. Twin so, Galaxies, huh? Yeah, so I mean... Somebody sounds familiar. Yeah, I know who they are. What do they do? King of Kong. Twin Galaxies. They've been managing... Um, if it's the Twin Galaxies I'm thinking of, they've been managing... Um, professional arcade gamers since forever. Oh, okay. You know, Billy, uh, Billy, what's Billy's last name? The King of Kong himself. I don't know. I have no idea what Billy you're talking Mitchell. about. Billy Mitchell, baby. The guy that, guy that broke the King, uh, the, no, he, yeah, w- he held the, the record. Kong. He held the record. Yeah. And then the Someone King of it. Kong is a great documentary about a guy who beats his record and, and they make him out to be, the way they edit this documentary is amazing. They make him out to be this crazy arch villain. Oh, really? Oh, it's so clever. I mean, he's not probably not that as much of a dick as they make him out to be in the King of Kong, but he's great. But yeah, Twin Galaxies, the guy who runs or at the time was running Twin Galaxies, if it's the same Twin Galaxies, and the uh, and the people that worked uh, under him at Twin Galaxies are featured in this documentary. It came out came out in I believe two thousand five. Okay. Uh, now I, I think you can get on Netflix. Now, what's interesting about this pro league, um, and what I wanted to kind of talk through for a moment was, it's of course following the footsteps slightly with the Overwatch League, which was Blizzard mm-hmm. saying we want to legitimize esports. This is what we're doing. What I found interesting is Daybreak talks about there not being a franchise fee, so meaning anyone can sponsor a team and can come in oh. with pro players. Blizzard has set a $20 million franchise fee, meaning you can only enter a team into the Overwatch League with a $20 million franchise fee. And that's why cities are the ones that, that's why there is a New York yada, 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 or a LA yada, yada, yada. That seems a little absurd. Well, um, well. here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Um, Now... it's funny because esports, of course, is, is near and dear to my heart, but I, I, I've been doing a, a lot of reading around Overwatch League, and um, there's been a lot of talk on Reddit and a lot of talk on some other forums and just articles in general about uh, Blizzard burning through their cash and their capital pretty quickly in the next like three years with this, mainly because Twitch is not a big enough platform to reach the amount of viewership that they would need to continue to make revenue based on these competitions. And that's 100% true from my daily interactions with people. Yeah. I'll say I, I live stream to Twitch. They're like, uh, what's that? I yeah. Never, never heard of it. So the, the average person, no idea what Twitch is, right? 
Secondly, yeah, there might be, let's say on a good day, there's 100,000 people watching Overwatch League. Let's just say. That'd be great, right? 100,000 people is a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's nothing if you're talking about like someone watching an NFL game. Right. Right? So someone like Pepsi or Coke, right? They don't really need to pay for ad revenue anymore because why bother? It's silly that they even are, but that's another topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's say they do. Are they going to give it to Blizzard so 100K people can decide between Pepsi or Coke? Are they going to give it to the NFL so, you know, 300 million million people can watch the Eagles game and see, oh, yeah, you know what? I do want to buy some Pepsi. (laughs) It doesn't like it. it, We see Twitch as a huge opportunity for ourselves. We do see 100K as being a massive audience. But when we're talking about trying to legitimize esports as a competitive industry and professional, uh, sports, they're not on the same playing field. Yeah, I, I, I see Twitch and Mixer and in, you know, even YouTube mm-hmm. as a portion of this. I see them as an incredibly young industry. Like we're talking, if we were comparing this to film, the film industry, we're at the early 1900s before they even like went into the non-sound era. Of of this industry, right? We we we're not even going to live to see maybe the end of the golden age of this industry. Like the golden age of this industry is going to happen when they figure out AR and VR and something new develops I, further. I think the first thing that needs to happen is for because cable TV still is a huge role in most of America, and Twitch is a whole new platform on on the internet, and a lot of people don't use. Uh, the internet as their only means of watching their daily entertainment. Yeah. So they buy the sports packages, they buy, you know, the HBOs and all those guys. So that, that would probably have to change first and it yeah. is happening. I it's mean, going to happen. It's, it's happening right now. It. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally think uh, a really, really great thing that Amazon can do. And we all know uh, recently, um, I think when Apple had their whatever thing back in um, June, they announced that Amazon was bringing the uh, Amazon Video app. Oh, cool! To the Apple TV, correct? And I th- and uh, I have an Apple TV out in my living room, and I just discovered that the Amazon Sales app is now there. Mm-hmm. So, what do I see this as a, as an evolution of? Um, you're seeing soon, the next step of cable. No, soon the Twitch app is going to be. Oh yeah, I'm just wait. It's not on there the Apple TV. It could be. I haven't even looked. Oh, but you might be able to watch Twitch. You might just have a Twitch app on your apple tv uh, so, and smart tvs with samsung absolutely and um roku's, roku's and all that and stuff amazon sticks yeah um, it's really it's really funny i, I saw but that has to do with amazon forging that and getting that out there um i saw right. i saw i'm trying to find it but i saw a really funny amazon meme that said like 2004 amazon we sell books, books. online uh, 2047 Amazon is honey. I'm going to go get us a prime meal for our prime home and our prime car and our prime this and our prime that, <laughs> you know, like Amazon Damn, taking, so weird, man. taking over like, because if you think about it, Dude, like if they, I wish I would have bought that goddamn stock. I can't. Yeah. It's like anything. Like, why didn't I buy Netflix stock? Like who, I did. Yeah. Well, good for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I think, Oh, here it is. Hold on. I found it. it uh, Amazon, well. 1998. Hello, we sell books, but online. Amazon, Whoa. Amazon, 2023. Please return to your prime house for your nightly prime meal, valued prime citizen. <laughs> <laughs> um, valued prime citizen. Yeah, but I, I do think that 
Twitch can can evolve even further with a company like Amazon. Yeah. But I think Amazon needs to go a step further with it and address it like they address their even their first party IP like they're doing for their television, right? Like they have uh like trans it's transparent. Is that the name of the show that's won the Emmys before for the um I think that's one of them. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering if that was the name, Transparent. But they have like award-winning television, and they have this huge opportunity with with Twitch to incorporate it. In that a just kicked way. into gear. I mean, the shows that are coming out on Amazon look great. Yeah, yeah. Like like even the uh, uh, the beginning of Z, which is about Zelda Fitzgerald with mm. Christina Ricci, looks amazing. Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, they they, they do. Ha- we have an opportunity with Twitch. I know we're getting down a rabbit hole, but we do we do have an opportunity. Amazon has an opportunity to blow this industry up even further. And I think we're starting to see oh, some of that. Oh, crazy. Uh, Man in High Castle is obviously on Amazon. Amazon. That's an exclusive. That's a great, it's based on a, um, a, um, I'm trying to remember the author, um, Philip K. Dick yep. novel from 1962 or 63. Uh, they, they, Amazon is coming out with another series to continue the Philip K. Dick le- legacy. They're coming out with a series called, so it's like a Civil like, War one, right? It, no, it's called like Philip K. Dick, like universe. Like they're doing like Hulu is over here doing Castle Rock, Stephen King universe. And like now Amazon is looking poised. They look like they're poised to do a Philip K. Dick book universe. Interesting. Like I didn't even know his books were connected if they they're were. Probably I've never, not. I never read them, but yeah, I don't know. Like it looks like they're, do- they're doing like a TV show that's inspired by Philip K. Dick books, you know, Scanner Darkly and. Oh, he yeah. did. He did do one about a, a future civil war that could occur. Or, our... or no, I was saying the alternate history civil war. It's not an alternate history civil war. It's about another civil war that occurs in our country. Uh, you saw the future. If you saw the, the statistics of of the people in the U.S. that think what that make assumptions about what the civil war was actually about, uh, we oh, already yeah. have an alternate civil war. <laughs> yeah, we're on our way. <laughs> Where like sixty percent of America has no idea what civil war is actually was actually about. Yeah, right. Like, right, right. Do, have you watched? I'm sorry, the John this Oliver is, thing. This is, yeah, this is completely yeah, down a rabbit it. hole. But did you see the the John? Uh, he did something about the civil war. So he did last week. He did his, his most recent episode. He talks oh. about the Confederate flag. Oh, I, I um, have to. I have to watch. This. And I missed it. He, there's a there's a an article. There's a statistic from someone. I don't remember who did it, but it's not like you know Daily News UK did a did an article on the statistics. But uh, I believe only thirty four, thirty five, thirty six percent of the people interviewed think that it was about slavery, and then like. 50 something percent think about it was it was only about states rights as individual states and not just about slavery yeah, states rights to own slaves <laughs> right it, yeah. it honestly no yeah, we, <laughs> he's, he's asking he's like he is like i'm not sure no no no. i do know i saw the i saw yeah. it right people but, but what's what's hilarious <laughs> like it's it's cr- I don't even. I can't even get into this rabbit hole because it's gonna. Yeah, like, it's, it's really gonna. Really yeah. gonna mess with me. But moving on. Well, in the time since the Civil War, there's been a lot of fake news. Yeah, so. this is true. Uh, so we will keep a close eye on H one Z one Pro League. <laughs> Great, so uh, excited as as it comes. Went about. on a tangent on um, that one. It is okay. We're uh, we have two other pieces of news before we get into uh, mm. one of our bigger topics. Uh, do you want to hit a little bit on the uh, two thousand and eight um, housing crisis happening in Final Fantasy fourteen right now? Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> as, as we continue about our political uh, 
I was like, I was like, what is this thing in 2008? The way you described that, though, I don't think it, it, it's not the same it's thing. Nothing it's nothing like not. the housing crisis. It, but it is a housing crisis, okay? <laughs> oh, it's a housing crisis, but it, there's no credit swapping. Going no, yet. there's no credit there's swapping. No, uh, Christian Bell's not betting on the housing market to there, lose. You know, <laughs> the president isn't going to bail out. Final Fantasy fourteen. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> the president is Yoshi P, the director of the game in this case. Well, he might bail it out. Yeah, so he, hopefully that's the, that's the hope. So let me just to tell you what's going on. Major patch for Final Fantasy fourteen came out this week. As you guys know, I played a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, yes, which is the yes, which do. is the MMO, the massive multiplayer online RPG. Final Fantasy themed. I still, I'm glad you remember that because I don't it. remember. <laughs> um. It's a really fun game. You guys heard me talk about it many times. Um, I haven't played it recently because of things like PUBG and other games. Yeah. And, you know, it's the, we're in the season for new stuff. So you got to go play new stuff. All right. So this big patch came out. New story content, new stuff, new raid, all kinds of cool stuff, right? Um, the one, and one of the major things with the patch was they opened up the housing district of Kugane, I think is the, is the main city. Okay. It's the new city. Uh, in the like the new social exp- space, the new big social space in the uh, yes, and okay. there's a housing district where players go to uh, purchase houses, and you can decorate it, and your your clan, your guild can hang out there, and you can store your items. It's all kinds of cool stuff. They're doing it way differently than Elder Scrolls Online, I think. Elder Scrolls Online, you buy and teleport to your house, so it's not. This really- is similar. Is it you? You have a you have a shortcut teleport to the district, and I believe you can teleport right into your house. But because there's no way they can support all the people in the server at a time who all might have the same well, house. See now, this is we're we're getting into this. No, oh. um, there are a limited amount of houses. The way that they designed, oh, it. they did they did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, so like each each di- so they did it really no, no, wrong. But I have a model to follow that did it right. GTA Online. Yeah, you instance into your own apartment, and anyone can walk into that door, but it's like your own apartment. Ten of my friends had the same exact apartment as me. But at the same time, it makes sense, because, like, I don't know, like, everyone in my apartment building probably has a similar-looking apartment to me. Doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But in this, you can decorate them differently. You know, you can do all that stuff. So there's a finite, um, there's 720 plots. That sounds like a lot, but so many people play this game, (laughs) right? So what ended up happening was patch day, you're trying to log in, you're in a queue as it is to get into the game. Then you got to get over to the housing district. Then you have to walk up to the, the plot that you want and then you have to click buy. Sounds pretty easy, right? Well, not when millions of people are trying to do the same exact thing you're trying to do. It, it cannot be just 729 for millions of people. It can't be. No, well, it's all per server, right? So you have your own server. I don't, I don't know how, I don't how know many how per many server. People. I don't know how many people per server. 40? 100? I don't have that. 40 people? I don't know how many people are on a server. 10,000 to be safe. Oh, the, oh uh, the, the word massive. Massive. Got yeah, it. that's. I mean, that is. Yeah, I mean, and 10,000 is safe. I mean, it could be like probably 30. Massive multiplayer online. Yeah. Game. Massive. Yeah, and they had 700 houses. So, uh, one story. So, for <laughs> a lot of. My, <laughs> yeah, 720 housing plots on the market. Um, so <laughs> that's great. Uh, so stories from my server, uh, my f- people who I know who are still playing told me this, um, that they, they ended up joining a, like another guild. Mm. So they're, they're in another active guild since I have, I'm not as active right now. They moved on. Not a problem. I'm okay. I'm not jealous. Uh, they're listening right now. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
so the guild leader went to the plot that they chose, and he kept trying to click the buy button. Nothing ha- happened, as you know, shit like this goes wrong. He watched a guy walk in front of him and click the buy button, and it went sold right before his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. That is... So he apparently spent like 20, 30 minutes trying to like buy this plot and didn't get it. Oh, so wow. this guy's walked Ooh. up and did it. So I thought that was pretty funny. And is there a sell option to sell your property? So what people do is oh, like, like for example, I, I, was on the, I was on the subreddit today and I was looking at people were like really, really upset about this. They would like, they're like, guys, come on. You got to figure out a better way to let people get their own house. Whatever. Um, there is this, another subreddit called uh, Final Fantasy fourteen housing or oh God. or what's what's that word begins with an R? Uh, that, residential? No, you, mm-hmm. where you're you're someone who buys and sells a properties. Real, realtor. 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 It's like it's like a, a realty website on Reddit. It's like a re, a really a, a Reddit realty website. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So people will post like I have this plot of land and I'm in this server and I'm looking to sell it for this much and people will trade and wheel and deal online. I love it. Yeah, it's a what's, whole, what's it's that, whole economy. What's that online game that, that we talked about like 100 episodes ago where you could buy like a bar and someone bought oh, one. This was uh, they bought a bar for like $65,000 in like an online game server no, it was Some way game. more than that was it more than that i don't know dude at at that price you should have just funded your own real bar yeah right right and make real money off of the real bar. for a fake bar and he could have just bought a real bar yeah put money into them I mean, probably weird. not well that could lead us into the next thing what else can you spend real money on fake things for oh we're continuing so, the saga all right so it was the game was um, hold on, I have the article up here, but I'm just trying Began to get with to an it. E, didn't it? That's a yes, perfect segue it's too. Uh, uh, Entropia Universe. Yeah, Entropia, it's a rare MMO RPG. Never heard of that. Someone sold their bar uh, for six hundred and thirty-five thousand real, real dollars. dollars. Sorry, that's so, way much more money than we were talking. Sold about their real bar, or <laughs> so sold their fake bar in real money. Well, good for the guy that sold it, right? Who bought it? <laughs> Who is that asshole? Um, is he the asshole? <laughs> or, Who is or, the asshole? Or are we? <laughs> or are we? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so do you, do you want to talk about like the ESRB? Let's put that's... an end cap to this discussion we've had over I, the past I few weeks. I don't think there can be an end cap. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I, I, I mean, just... there could be an end cap if you open up a loot box and find it. But for now... Oh, <laughs> For now, there's not one. I don't really care that every week we keep continuing a topic if it's on the lips of everybody in the industry. There's nothing yeah. wrong Yeah. I've come across people in in the world who are getting real tired if of it. If you're listening right yeah. now and you don't want to hear us talk about loot boxes and the problem of loot boxes because you heard it in the last four episodes, just, you know, I'll, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah. See you next week. Love you. Because we're going to probably ride this out for the rest of the episode. <laughs> the rest of the episode so I, I think there, there's three things that I want to say. I think I, I would like for you to talk about your impressions of Battlefront. Which I will do. We could talk about the loot crate problem in Battlefront and then the ESRB article. Because the ESRB article is really something separate. Correct. So is that cool? Shall does we? That, does that sound like a good oh, idea? Yeah. So what have you thought of... Because I have only watched... I have not yet played <clears throat> Battlefront 2, but I already have my assumptions. Um, and I'm going to go out and say you're not wrong, probably. Mm. I don't even know what they are yet, but I'm probably going to assume that your assumptions are on point. So I did play the game. 
Um, I played. There's. They had three modes available. They had the big fifty v fifty player sure. matches, as you would find, um, on one map. Very boring map. I don't know. Was it the looked like um? It, it was the episode one. Yes, yes, it's just city. Yes. I don't yes. remember on Gungan or whatever. Um, episode one city. I'm yes. not gonna remember that it's shit. The, the one, the one where she was from. The one where he. Pat, fla- the, the one where Padme's from. The yes. one where he falls through all the cars. No, that's no, episode that's Curson. That's Curson. You're right. That's episode two. Yeah, You're right. Two. I know. You're right. Um, no, episode it's, one is it's where Padme lives. Ah, uh, Naboo. Naboo. Thank Naboo. you. Naboo. I was totally right. You did it. Not yeah. Bad. Almost uh, erased episode not, one. Not really a good oh, shit. map. Wait, shit. No, it's... Not really colorful, it's bland. It's pretty, pretty bland. Not a lot of good cover spots to take. Um, they're, the, the, my problems with the game stem from... You're, you, you can't really... You're, the squad system is not working. It didn't work very well. Is it a squad system similar to Battlefield? That's what I would have assumed, but no, it's not. Hmm. Um, and in fact, you only see your uh, other players on the mini-map. So in the world, you just, I mean, they cleaned up the interface. So I, 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 squ- I played with one of, one of our friends of the podcast, Jalus, okay. and um, I can't, I, you can never see him marked on the world when looking around. It Does, okay. doesn't ever mark him or point him out. I believe, if I remember correctly, in Battlefield, if you guys are in a party, you can see your party members. I think so. Or in ba- Battlefield? Yeah. Absolutely. When you're just yeah. not, I don't, like, like, fuck the map, looking at, just, a- just your field of view. If I'm all the way in the top left corner, I can of the map, see your can name. You see all me the up way. there. You see a name. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. So problems I ran into. I see were, the name of the of the guys who aren't green, who aren't in my squad, who are just on my side of the battle. Also not there. Okay, it's terribly so, shitty. Well, what what ends up happening is you get a whole bunch of people running around. No one's grouping up. No one's trying to attack choke points like as you would because you're trying to force your way into the throne room. Right, and that's the that's the objective, and. I could never find Jalus. It was impossible to find him. And when they spawn you in, you don't spawn with your squad or there's no spawn on squad. So the way they, where they work that is you die. You, you're waiting in a, the timers. I'm just saying you die, you die and you wait in a queue and oh, I'm fucking out a time, a timer queue, right? Yeah, I'm totally. And out. then as other people die, they also get put in that queue and then it caps at five and then they send you back in. This was the I'm problem you I had something. with, with yeah. the first one. I, yeah, will not be buying this game. I will also not be buying this game. I'm so, definitely not buying. So that, that's not, that's just we're just talking about gameplay right now. I know. I I not to mention I didn't even get to the shooting. <laughs> the shooting doesn't even feel good, man. So I it's funny that you mentioned the shooting because I we have a friend. Um, what's he go by here? Country boy. Country boy. Yeah. Country boy. Huge Star Wars well, fan. My, I yeah. would say. I would say. No, we we can. Jalus is level Jailus, of Star Wars. Jalus right? is a massive fan. We we can context him properly. Adrenaline, who plays Battlefield with me in my stream. Yeah. And anyone from Team MC who's listening, Adrenaline, who plays yeah. Battlefield with me. Huge fan of Dice's content as far yeah. as a creator. Um, I'm sure he'll buy Battlefront. I'm sure he's already bought it. But he was saying that essentially only the heavy class is worthwhile. All of the other classes are not even really I worthwhile. Did, oh, man, I haven't even gone to that um, yet. <laughs> he was saying that the heroes are essentially non-existent. You can't do basic functions with the heroes. Like the lightsabers can't even deflect uh, really? bullets. I, I didn't play as a lightsaber. I played as um, Boba Fett, I think. Yeah, so you can't you can't deflect at with a lightsaber the bullets. So you just like if you run up against a heavy person, nine times out of ten you just die because you can't deflect their bullets. That was in the first game. It was, I know, because I 
barely played the first one. And I, did I remember t- that I did being too, a yeah. thing. Yeah. But I just don't understand. Like, what I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. Maybe I'm just simple. I don't know. You have one IP being Battlefield that does it pretty well. I'd say right? more than, pretty there's, great. There's problems. Yeah. Like, I don't like Battlefield 1 that much in comparison to 4, oh. but but does yeah. it pretty four, well. 4, I would say, is top. You got to right? put more hours in like I did. It's not even that. I, I just... Gets better. Yeah. But no, I, I know, I'm does wondering. it well. And then you get this IP, which all you had to do was get it to look great and sound great, which they which have they done. Which they nailed. Yeah. And you just can't seem to get the gameplay. Yeah. I honestly have no idea who is making decisions at EA. It goes deeper. Tell me. We're, we're tell still me. the top of this rabbit hole. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Um, they did change up the flight systems. because Something else he was complaining about. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the, the third game type that they offered was the uh, flight. It's yeah. just a flight combat, um, which is fine. That's cool. It actually, it felt, I, I used a controller for this mode. So I, I, I would switch to my my Xbox controller Got on it. PC. I'm playing on PC. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it, it first took me a little bit to get the hang of, but everything feels slow. Mm. I don't know if this makes sense. Like it, it doesn't feel like real. They, they make it. Yeah. It doesn't feel real. Everything's float more float. Hmm, doesn't really feel like you're flying an X-wing. Yeah, or a whatever, or whatever you're whatever flying. They're flying, because um, it felt real good in Battlefield or in Battlefront One. I felt like flying in that game felt know, pretty good. Honestly, it's really hard to describe. But like, I would there's at one point in the match, like you're you're flying inside this base to try and shoot the generators to get it to blow up or whatever, and like you're just trying to do a slow flyby so you can start like nailing this thing, and then like other people like it, w- it was weird because then other people are trying to do it too, and I, I just see a bunch of slow starships just like. Hmm. It's just I don't have to see it in action. Uh, yeah, you have to really see it. it. Is it like a like a um, like a bullet time type of thing? No, no, no. It just like like they're everyone's trying to do the same thing. They're all trying to shoot these generators. So like everyone's like slowly and then why is it just every, like unrealistic? It just didn't look and feel. It felt weird. Like you're well, all you're the all. The movie in, doesn't play out that way. It's one no. person shooting the generators. Yeah, but what he's saying is in that it's, instance, it's other people objective. are trying to it's do the it team with objective. you. Oh. and I, I don't know. It's like eight v eight or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that, that didn't feel great either. Um, and like I said, the shooting is just weird. It's, it's, you could put as many blasters into somebody and like, you don't, I can't tell if I'm doing lots of damage or not damage. (sighs) And then I get one shot and I don't know how that happened. I don't, it's just all very strange. Um, this better have a kick ass campaign. I know. And that's the campaign. I mean, I'm thinking it better have some pretty good, uh, loot boxes. Well, here's the thing about that, sir. Felix Hergood. Uh, the loot right system, on. the entire progression system is indeed tied to loot boxes <laughs> through, through, something, through something called star cards. So when you level up, you get credits. Now, you mean shark cards? Like shark cards, yes. <laughs> you mean, you mean <laughs> chips? You, I sent you guys a, a YouTube video. Did you guys happen to watch that YouTube video? Uh, I didn't get a chance to. Sorry. Which one did you send? The Angry Joe one. Oh, I love Angry Joe, though. Yeah, it was an Angry I'll, Joe I'll It was an Angry I'll Joe probably video. enjoy it. Well, thanks for doing the homework. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> so essentially, he goes through, and he, he, he is partied up with a guy of extreme skill at the game. Really good guy. Joe's not an amazing player. They both earn the same amount of credits after every match, and leveling up gives you the same exact amount of credits every time. These credits are used for buying loot boxes. So what I'm saying is it doesn't matter if you play well or you're not that good. Nothing, you, your progression does not matter. Sure. 
you unlock these loot boxes and all your skills are tied to these loot boxes and they're all completely random and they increase your character skill no matter what. And and then the thing that makes it gambling or monetary is you, you can, can buy, also buy these. You can buy them if you want. You can buy these and you can upgrade the star cards to get percentage increases on these skills. And one of them, for example, one of Boba Fett's cards is a hundred percent resistance Against all damage when you're in the air, a hundred percent. That's the level. That's the fi- the level four star card for that ability. So if I spend fifty uh, extra dollars, hundred bucks, yeah, I could get it. I could not, which we're going to get into with the ESRB article. But if I do get that, mm-hmm. I then can be in the air and not take damage. That's the idea. Got it. For how long? Indefinitely. He's, he's Boba Fett. He has a jetpack. But you do have to land. Event, uh, you have to land and then recharge and then get back in. But I could land, hide behind a box, and then go back up into the air. Bingo, bango, bongo. Yeah, yeah. That seems like really fun. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. So you're gonna get in there day <laughs> one. Someone's gonna have spent be fun to be Boba Fett. <laughs> but yeah. it wouldn't. I'm just giving and, you one and example. Spend fifty dollars. Like how? Like how much fun could you really have? Like how long does that fun last? Oh, I have a ton of fun beating people. I, I just love so, by any means. Day one, you, you drop a hundred bucks <laughs> on those loot crates, man. You're fucking in, I'd say. You it doesn't matter how long you played or any kind of progression. That, that's the thing. Like, so I would never drop the hundred dollars. No, I know. No, but to, there's to someone out there way. who's going to do it and then he's king of battlefield battlefront too. So So there's that. Yeah. And, that was actually, and, was funny. and that was, kid is gonna be twelve years old and his parents his mom aren't, credit gonna, card. aren't yeah. gonna know that he spent a hundred dollars. Or they I don't know. There's so many factors in this that is not. It's not great. It's real hinky, guys. Yeah. Um, well, and this and this is the kind of thing that I'm like worried about. Like when when I be like, guys, loot loot boxes. It's a slippery slope we're going down. And then this is this is. I I don't even think this is rock bottom. I don't think this is the bottom of the of the hole. Did I'm I just t- saying? Did I tell you guys on stream? Maybe I did. How I went to um, my f- one of my favorite arcades growing up as a kid. Did I tell you about this? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You have to continue with the story. So uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, was a beach that yes, I, you did I tell me this. I yes. frequented as a kid. So I don't think I talked that, about it on the street. That was, that was the key point to this. There, yeah. this is, there's a point. I'm not going on a crazy tangent Good. About, about, about earlier times in Felix's life. But we used to go to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and I used to go to this arcade called Ryan's Arcade. And it was an amazing arcade. It had like the hottest games. The first arcade that I ever got introduced to, uh, the crowd that would form around Street Fighter II Turbo. Yeah, specifically, uh, not the original Street Fighter, but Turbo was really fast. Yeah, actually, but a crowd I had that for Super Nintendo. Crowd would form around it. You just pop quarters in, and you fight, you know one person would lose, and the other person would jump in. Anyway, point is, I went back to Ryan's arcade and went in there. There are no games anymore. What are they? Cranes. Endless games of chance. Cranes. Endless gambling. Yeah. Wow, for kids. Yep. It's all gambling. Like the whole room was gambling on ski belt, ski ball, gambling on it's crane. Games. You were losing me there for a second. And in the what story, were you talking and about? You brought me back in. And what you were talking about? I think those games yeah. that you were talking about uh, on the episode with Flower uh, okay. that she found in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. What are those called? Oh Jesus, those things. Pachinko? And you said the, the pachinko? pachinko. Yeah, yeah. I think there were pachinko machines and all kinds of other stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It was all gambling. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, is I wasn't being tangential. I'm saying that. They, everything seems to be priming the kids for for gambling, being gambling junkies when they get older. Right, I I tend to agree, but hmm. people people turned to uh, 
the ESRB to get some kind of like they they want to put a warning on these games now that these games have gambling in them for money. That was the that was what they were they were reaching out to ESRB for. You both may hate me. Oh, go ahead. But I agree with the ESRB with what ESRB said. I do not believe I do not believe in the loot box mechanic. This is separate than Ryan's arcade because that does sound like um, a casino for young <laughs> young kids. <laughs> young kids. Totally now, was a fucking casino. I was afraid that I was good. I was going to get my legs broke if I spent too much time in there. However, <laughs> I don't believe loot boxing is gambling, and I think there. I think in this article when they talk about like Pokemon cards, magic cards, or magic cards, where you're you, buying booster packs. Like that is not gambling. You are not. You are paying money, right? That's great. You brought that up. You are paying money for the mm-hmm. chance of something. You are not paying money to then win more money. money. It is not gambling. It is a shitty mechanic for games. Do you mind if I read this? No, but, but what he just brought up was that it was a mechanic that existed before games were even something. Because what did I used to buy all the time? But even predating these there were baseball cards but i used yeah. to buy mm-hmm. uh garbage pail kids yeah and, and it was all about you kept wanting to go down to the store and pay whatever it was 25 cents, rush, 50 baby. cents to hope you got the of uh, that the collection you were yeah, trying yeah. to get the whole collection sure so this kind of like model has existed for a long time yeah absolutely you know? and that's um, and i forgot about so that. the esrb is the entertainment software rating board just yeah. for anyone out there who doesn't happen to know what they what are. What does yeah. the ESRB do? They are the ones that when you see the T or the E for everyone or the M for mature on the on the box of your games, um, it uh, it is essentially telling you what the content of the game is inside. It's for parents. It's for anyone buying the game. Um, essentially, you know, a ev- politician uh, ram that one home. Yeah, which one was that? I, Hillary. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hillary is the one that pushed that one through. Oh, yeah. She had the... Well, you know what? I don't... I don't have a problem with that. It's fine. Games ratings Um, are good. So people have actually recently uh, cried out to them being like, hey, we got to... You got to put this on the box. This has to go on the box. It's gambling. So ESRB released a statement. The ESRB does not consider loot boxes to be gambling. While there is an element of chance in these mechanics, the player is always guaranteed to receive in-game content even if the player unfortunately receives something they don't want. We think of it as a similar principle to collectible cards. Sometimes you open a pack and get a brand of a new holographic card you've had your eye on for a while, but other times you end up with a pack of cards you already have. That's, that's their statement. Exactly. I think it makes perfect sense. I should have waited for you to just say the statement. I, yeah, you probably should have. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was trying to jump in there before you did it because I already read it and I knew what it was saying. Yeah, but so, I think like so I think um, like they mention it. The reason why everyone wanted this change is because when the ESRB rates either real gambling games mm-hmm. or simulating gambling games, they rate them as adult only. So they wanted to change this so if a parent was going to buy Battlefront as an example. They changed anything with loot boxing, it, loot boxes in it, it would have to be changed to adult only, and maybe this would change the idea behind the mechanics. Maybe Disney, who owns Star Wars, doesn't want that fucking shit to happen. <laughs> maybe I want to say any of the, these publishers who are now implementing them in those games don't want this to happen. So, 
No, but Star Wars is specifically targeted to not us, right? Well, well what, what are you talking about? We're a bunch of freaking nerds. That's a question. Yeah. We want to talk about the trailer too, right? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, well, we we're can. Running, we're running long, but yeah, we are. Um, yeah, so I, I think they made the right decision. I like. I don't agree with the mechanic in the game. I don't agree with how it's panning out with every goddamn game that we play. But I, I st- do think I that still think it's predator predatory on addictive personalities and people. It, I know. Then we, it, then, we, then we should have made Pokemon cards and Magic to illegal, cards adult only. Sure. I know you're. At, you know what? You're absolutely right. And and it's up to us to uh, you know mon- check ourselves and yeah. be like, look, I'm not gonna and that, and that's buy what, these loot boxes. Yeah. Listen, I I was so close yesterday. The Overwatch Halloween event went live. Perfect. That's a great example. I went example. into loot boxes, got a free one because they always give you a free one for their events. They give Didn't you, get they, anything they give I you wanted. A taste, man. Didn't get anything I wanted. I opened it up and I almost spent $40 on 50 loot boxes. Like I had it up on the buy screen and I was like, Locke, what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> like you're about to spend $40 on cosmetic items. Hit the back button. Lock, yeah. you're not going to be putting in that pool. I, and I, I, have, yes. I, I have bought loot boxes from Overwatch in the past. I'm but, so ready for it. I'm like, <laughs> it's probably going to end up happening. Probably. Just, just remind yourself the pool, dude. The, yeah. the, the, pool. the problem for me, it, when it comes down to, does this affect the gameplay? And I think Battlefront sure. 2, and in some cases Shadow of War, this does happen. And now, now we've reached. We're, we're reaching critical mass on that. I think now that this is the next evolution of the loot boxes. I think it's the way that I feel about it is. I think it's an awful mechanic if it affects the player versus player aspect. Mm-hmm. If you want to taint your your individual single play experience by buying the game again by loot boxes Mm -hmm. but i can go through the game myself and not be held back by the loot boxes so going to like assassin's creed unity right if you want to buy some of the best weapons in the beginning of the game go but that doesn't affect me cool but in this instance if a player that is less skilled than i can put more money in to get a a card in the game that (laughs) makes them invincible sure that is a game that i will not spend my money on Mm-hmm. The way Locke said that, it sounded like if a player is more of a loser than me, <laughs> most are. <laughs> so good. Most are. Um, oh, incidentally, uh, all the people today who commented that they bought Shadow of War and played it, not one of them said that they had a problem with the loot boxes. Yeah, and that's and that's what uh, the people I've talked to as well have said the same thing. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Um, am I still gonna be okay with it? Probably not. Yeah, I got it. Hey, but. To each his own, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Felix Hergood, and uh, that's it. Yeah, nailed it. Well, I was gonna say uh, you can catch me at twitch.tv uh, forward slash Felix Hergood or mixer.com forward slash Felix Hergood. I go live to both at the same time, so it doesn't matter uh, what you watch me on. Feel free to follow me on both or one or either or Coke Pepsi War. I'll catch you outside. Uh, yeah, yeah. So do that and follow me on Twitter and follow Emergent <laughs> underscore gamer on uh twitter and twitch if you can um and lock i go over to to neo here i'm looking something up go ahead. sure this is neo aoshi uh saying good evening <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at twitter at neo that was underst- fest <laughs> yeah it's halloween time right baby <laughs> yeah. uh you can find me at twitter at neo underscore yoshi and sometimes at twitch.tv slash neo aoshi Thanks, Neo. Uh, I was just looking up to see if we had any reviews, but this is Lock and Key, 
or lock, depending on or on how I'm feeling. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lock underscore key. Uh, like I mentioned last week, if you follow me on there, that's really the best place to check me out if I'm going live on Twitch. Um, I've been trying to get the, the, the PC up and running, doing some, some test streams, uh, still having some issues with the frame rate and stuff like that. Mm. So I don't know when I'm going to get my stream up and running again. Um, we'll, we'll see in the future, but if I am going live, it is going to be, um, posted on Twitter first. So just, uh, give me a follow there. And like we mentioned last week, if there's something you want us to talk about, if there's something you'd like to give us feedback on, both positive or negative, um, we understand that we might not always be great and we'd like to hear we'd like to hear why. So hit Speak us up for on yourself. Twitter. I'm always great. Yeah, this is true. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Engage us through dialogue. We're all very active on Twitter. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, so we have a, a pulse of where the community's at. Uh, incidentally, if you are in fact listening on, let's say the iTunes podcast app, just so you know, if you tap the show, if you're up to date on iOS 11 and you tap the show and you scroll down a little bit into the section that says show notes, uh, I'm, I, it allows me to link to the Twitters of all of the show members. So if you just scroll down in the show notes section and then tap those links that you see, you, you can go right to our Twitter pages and follow us if you want. So. Awesome. Do that. See you next week. Later. Have a good week. I mean, I'm very excited to play it. Yeah, I I want an open world Mario, dude. Hardcore. This is making me fucking nauseous. Uh, It's gross. What's making, which part? This fucking commercial or whatever the fuck well, I'm watching. I, I got one foot in and one because I'm a theater There's major. There's two people playing? Wait, is the game multiplayer? Could be. Remember Luigi? He's actually a character. Yeah, well, I don't think he's going to be in this game. Okay. As far as I know. Aha, secret characters could exist. But the screen showed the hat because the hat's a, a, technically a character. He was wearing green. You saw that. He was wearing green. He he, he turns green when you get the fire flower. I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say that's code for Luigi.